Blog Talk Radio. Here's Galchenyuk, Dantonier scores! And now it's Gallagher. Gallagher stepping in and shoots, scores! Alex Galchenyuk up with a drop, look at it, he's in the wall, waiting, scores! Well, let me see it, ladies and gentlemen, Akiyev, no, get up, yes! Oh, my stars, what a stop by Carey Price, Robin, Sidney Crosby. This is the Habs 360 Podcast, featured on allhabs.net with your host, Chris G. All right, hi everybody, welcome to episode 198 of the Habs 360 Podcast for this Saturday, February 11, 2017. My name is Chris G, and you can follow me on Twitter at ChrisG1980. It, since our last episode, Canadians played four games. It was a busy week on and off the ice. They lost three out of the four games. They lost both games during Super Bowl weekend, 3-2 against the Capitals and 1-0 uh, against the Edmonton Oilers in the shootout. Then on the Tuesday against the Avalanche, Canadians lost by a score of 4-0. And then Thursday night in Arizona, Canadians snapped a four-game losing streak with a 5-4 win in uh, overtime. In the standings, Canadians have a record of 31-17-8, 70 points in uh, 56 games. In the last 10 games, Canadians have a record of 4-4-2. And And they are uh, eight points ahead of the Ottawa Senators, but the Senators do have four games in hand. And the Canadians have a nine-point lead in a division over the Toronto Maple Leafs, but the Leafs do have three games in hand. Well, we're a couple of days uh, before Valentine's Day, so this today's episode will be a special uh, Valentine's Day uh, theme to the Habs 360 podcast. So our question for today's episode is: What do you love about? the Montreal Canadiens right now. So you can let us know via Twitter at Habs360 and you can also go to the All Habs Facebook page and leave your comments. And well, if you're following social media, uh, whether it be Facebook, um, whether it be Twitter, or just even listen to the media, there's not much love going around the Montreal Canadiens. So we're going to spread some love as much as we can for our, the Bleu Blanc et Rouge. And joining me now, to help spread the love, editor-in-chief and owner of the All Habs Network of Sites. You can follow me on Twitter at All Habs. It's Rick Stevens. How you doing, Rick? Well, you know, I love, I, I love allhabs.net. I, I love the All Habs team, the Rocket Sports media team. I love the Habs 360 pro, uh, podcast. Uh, I love all of our special Habs fans that, that listen in every week. Um, so this, as you said, this is our Valentine's day show. Uh, so I'm in a great mood and I'm, I'm here to spread the love today. 
That's good to hear. And you also sound a lot better than you did uh, last week. So great to hear that you're uh, back to 100% to join us for this week's episode. <laughs> Thanks. And now it's time for this week's winners and losers on Hams 360. All right. So we're going to begin uh, with our winners and our losers, the most popular segment in uh, in all of the world of uh, podcasting. If it's your first time listening, it's uh, very simple. Myself and Rick, we choose a winner and a loser related to the Montreal Canadiens over the, the last week. And then, well, we just share it, our nominees, our, the, the, the players, the players, the coaching staff that uh, get that uh, honor. And little known fact that our winners and our losers, they actually do get a plaque from the Habs 360 podcast. So when you see the Canadian players in the dressing room, yeah, when you look in their dressing room in the stalls, look behind you, you'll find it because the players, they do hang it because it's a very, very special honor to be named a winner or a loser of the week. And a lot of times, the losers, they get inspired and it serves as motivation, a.k.a. earlier this season, Andrew Shaw, after he was called out here on Habs 360 podcast, he had a good week. And a few weeks later, same thing via Thomas Plekanec. I think Shaw right, needs to be called out again. Yeah, when it's uh, when, when it's the right time, you know, you can't call them out every week because then it just, uh, you know, then they just say that it's we do it all the time and it's not the same meaning for it. So when the time is right, he will get uh, called out. All right. So since it is a Valentine's Day edition, we're going to begin and we're going to spread some love with our winners, and I'll go with um, with my winner first, and. My winner of the week is Andre Markov. And McCarron with a shot, and that goes off a skate. Back to the line. Here's Markov firing. Scores! And there you go. So that's Andre Markov, who uh, scored his third goal of the season against the uh, Arizona Coyotes on uh, Thursday. And that was following a story that was... Uh, so he had a great game, I should say, before we go to that, that story. On the Thursday night against the Arizona Coyotes, probably the best defenseman that was on the ice uh, that night. And while that morning in the Journal de Montréal, there was a story on Andre Markov on what he would be doing in the upcoming days during the Canadiens' uh, bye week. So he's actually going to fly to Moscow to pick up his uh, five-year-old twins, and he's going to bring them back home here in in Montreal. And this is following. Um, a recent, the recent death of his, uh, of his former wife, of his ex-wife. So he's going to bring them here to raise the kids with his, uh, with his current uh, significant other. And well, it's, it's a different. It's this story. What helps explain that there's much more to these players. They're human beings like, uh, like me and Rick and, and all of us listening here. That there's things going on outside of the rink that can affect their uh, their their play but once that story was made public on Thursday and an- another good thing about this story it wasn't something that was leaked out information this was something that was it, it seems that it was purposely um, scheduled that you know that they had scheduled this interview and it was scheduled to be published in the Journal Montréal so I think that also helped uh, as well for this uh, story and then that night against the Arizona Coyotes in a game the Canadians had to win, Andre Markov, he had a great game. And he was matched up with Jeff Petrie once again instead of Nesterov. 
so I don't know if that's a coincidence, but he definitely did have a um, a great game against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And as I said, his ice time was even higher than uh, Shea Weber's. So for that reason, the off-ice story that we just learned about Andrew Markov, his play against the Arizona Coyotes, Rick, that's why I'm nominating Andrew Markov as my winner of the week. It's a, it's a great pick, both for uh, on-ice and off-ice. Um, um, that goal, that it was an important goal uh, on Thursday against the Coyotes, the Canadian second goal. Um, Mike McCarron chipped it up the boards. Daniel Carr uh, was screening in front. Markov uh, perfectly placed the shot. And, um, and, and nice additions to, to, to the lineup in, in McCarron and, and Carr um, as well. Um, I've, I've been saying it that, that uh, of, of uh, the players who've been out uh, for injury, uh, Markov may have been the most missed. Um, he, he solidifies that, that second pairing. Jeff Petrie's looked, uh, looked a lot better uh, so that, that the Canadians top, top four defense uh, are at least solid Um and and uh, you know uh, kudos to you to for mentioning the the off ice situation. Um, Markov's got a young baby at home, uh, a little girl, is a little princess. Uh, and for for people that that uh, get the wrong impression about him uh, being unemotional, or uh, follow him on Instagram, um, and uh, you'll see that the he's he's a great dad. He's a great family man. Um, great sense sense of humor, and he's just very private. He's just uh, and and has been mischaracterized, I think, in the in the media. So, um, uh, full agreement. Uh, Andre Markov, really glad uh, to welcome him back to the lineup, um, and uh, and good to see that he's uh, one of the winners of the week. Uh, and it's kind of odd, Rick, that uh, Andre Markov. He's a Canadian player. That's the current player that's been with the team the longest. And it's, he's probably the player that we know the least as well about. So that's uh, that's kind of odd. So that's when a story like that comes out, it makes it uh, extra special. So, Rick, why don't you tell us who your winner of the week is? My winner of the week is going to go to Max Pacioretty. And, um, you know, we've talked before about uh, another player who's been kind of maligned uh, at the beginning of the season. Um uh, lots of inappropriate questions and lots of criticism for Max Pacioretty. And, and after he got over his uh, broken foot in November, he's been uh, on a, an absolute tear. Uh, 27 goals now in 56 games. Uh, he, in uh, Thursday's game um, against the Coyotes, it was the Max Pacioretty show. Max had uh, two goals. He had two assists. Um on the ice for uh, Gail Chaniak's uh, game-winning uh, goal in overtime. Um, he, he, he scored just 57 seconds into the game to get uh, the Habs off to a, a good start. And especially, you know, c- coming off a bit of a scoreless stretch, that was an important goal. And then it was Pacioretty that scored the, uh, the third goal, the tying goal, the 3-3 goal, after there was a bit of a, a collapse there in the second period. Um, so Pacioretty um, has been has been terrific. That uh, he and and Radulov, uh, tremendous uh, chemistry and and uh, are playing exceptionally well together. Um, and uh, for me, uh, Max Pacioretty uh, is going to be my player of the week. 
that be something if he did it here in Montreal. Here's Radulov, though. Trying to answer back. Got it across to Pacioretty. He scores! Handing it off for Petrie. Played up through center as Max Pacioretty will tip it in. Oliver up for Larson after it. Misses it in front. Pacioretty scores! Petrie has got it. He'll slide it over to Markov. Coming in. Tried to center. Pacioretty scores! So those were goals 25 to 27 that uh, Max Pacioretty scored since the last episode. And it was also goals 199 to uh, 201 in his uh, NHL career. So he reached that uh, milestone this week. So when it comes to this season, uh, his pace, he's brought it up to be on pace for 39 goals uh, this season. So he's he looks like he's going to hit that 40-goal uh, plateau that we've been wanting uh, Max Pacioretty to hit uh, over the uh, the last couple of seasons. So Max became the 24th player in uh, Montreal Canadiens history to uh, reach the, the plateau of 200 goals. And in his 2007 draft, it's Max Pacioretty, Patrick Kane, and Jamie Benn, the only players who have scored at least 200 goals. So that's some uh, great uh, company. It's, it shows how good of a player that Max uh, Pacioretty is. And just like you mentioned, Rick, he took control of that game in, in against the Arizona Coyotes on that overtime goal. He took the puck away from uh, the player at center ice in the neutral zone, and then he created the play um, on uh, Galchenyuk's game-winning goal. And he was in my opinion, one of the three leaders that stepped up on uh, that game. And uh, let's hear what the coach had to say on Max Pacioretty following the game against the Coyotes. Patch was a true leader tonight. He was a true captain. He took charge. Um, he, he played a hell of a game. And, um, you know, he deserved a lot of credit for that win. So definitely getting credit. That's why he's, uh, he's one of our winners of uh, the week. And Rick, I think you're feeling lots of love this week. Lots of love this week. So um, I'm going to skip uh, picking a loser of the week. Uh, given that it's it's Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day weekend. Um, Lord knows there was plenty uh, to choose from if I wanted to pick a loser. Uh, but instead, because um, uh, we're spreading the love, I'm going to uh, pick another winner. Um, and for that, um, given that uh, I've been following city to city, uh, the St. John's uh, Ice Caps for the past couple of weeks, so they're on a six-game road trip um, in Pennsylvania, I'm going to go to the St. John's Ice Caps and pick Charlie Lindgren as my second winner of the week. Goaltender Charlie Lindgren um, has been, as called by Coach Sylvain Lefebvre, uh, the Ice Caps MVP this season. He's been terrific. Um, he's third in the um, AHL amongst goaltenders in um, games played. Um, he's been in 32 games. Uh, he has 16 wins. That's uh, He's uh, tied for fourth in wins in the AHL for goaltenders. Uh, he has 16 of the Ice Caps, 22 wins. So he has been um, the Ice Caps. Um, he was... Uh, on Wednesday night, uh, we were in Wilkes-Barre. Um, uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are the number one team in the AHL, and Charlie Lindgren stood on his head and shut them out. Uh, the Ice Caps skated to a 4 nothing victory. 
uh, he was just in a zone. And in fact, um, we attended practice and, and Charlie made a spectacular save, stretched out, made a pad save in, um, in, in practice. Um, and we talked to him afterwards and said, Charlie, what are, you, what are you doing? It's practice. And he said, I don't like getting scored on. That's the kind of focus. That's the kind of attitude. Um, he was, he was in the, um, the, the ice caps rep in the all-star game. We got to spend a, a fair bit of time with him there. Um, and, spe- and speaking of spectacular saves in the all-star skills competition, he made an unbelievable save that we, um, uh, Amy Johnson captured, uh, by photo. We put it on our Instagram page and it was quickly picked up by, um, Vaughn hockey and, and regrammed, um, just an outstanding save. So, um, Charlie Lindgren, who's coming in and remember, he's a rookie. Remember he took over, uh, unexpectedly, he took over from, uh, Zach Vocali, the number one job in, in, uh, St. John's. So, He's been absolutely outstanding uh, this season. And um, when we're spreading the love around, uh, uh, he deserves uh, some of that love this weekend. He's my second winner of the week. And I remember last season when the Canadians signed him and he even played one game in the NHL. Like, nobody knew much about uh, Charlie Lindgren, but based on the, the scouting reports, based on what you've told us, Rick, it definitely seems that he's a great goaltender and, it looks like one day he's going to be a, a goalie in the NHL. So we'll be definitely keeping an eye out uh, on his progression. And the AHL dot report is a great place to uh, to follow Lindgren on a game to game basis. All right. So now it's time to move on to uh, our losers of the week. I'm, I'm not as generous as Rick as giving out love <laughs> to everybody. I'm going to name a couple of losers. And while it's, it's a surprise that uh, he's going to make a second appearance as a loser of the week. And the second player is going to make his uh, debut, his first time to be nominated as loser of the week. And while we mentioned earlier that uh, there's players like Andrew Sean, Thomas Plekanec, who stepped up after they were being uh, called out here on the Habs 360 podcast. So guys, listen up. You know, you guys are going to have to step up your, your game. And I'm talking about Carey Price and Shea Weber. And, well, Canadians, they went through a four-game losing streak. Everybody was looking at uh, Michel Therrien. They've been asking for his, uh, no, for his firing. And, well, I'm not saying Michel Therrien definitely is, uh, is part of the blame, right? That the Canadians, uh, the struggles. But I think there's more to that as well. I'm looking at the leaders. I was looking at, uh, prior to the game against Arizona, I was looking at guys like Max Pacioretty. I was looking at players like uh, Carey Price. I was looking at somebody like Shea Weber. If if Gallagher would have been playing, I, I would have been looking at him as well to see what are they going to do. And well, when you look at uh, Carey Price, the game against the Arizona Coyotes, it wasn't a good game. He didn't seem focused. Uh, a couple of bad goals. And well, he definitely didn't. Uh, he didn't step up. Shea Weber against Arizona. You know, I think he was decent. And but Shea Weber, when he, when the Canadians got him in the in I would say in the, most of the season, we were able to feel his presence, his physical play. He was scoring on the power play. 
And while he was also supposed to be brought in to help with the leadership, there was a lot of talk of Canadians should give him the, the C. But where was he during the streets? Where was his presence? I, I didn't see his presence much. Carey Price, uh, they say that he doesn't talk a lot in the dressing room, that he leads by uh, with the way that he plays on the ice. Where how has he been playing? Let's even talk about the four last starts, or let's talk about since uh, I don't know, like uh, since the beginning of January. He hasn't been in his in his A game. So if he if he doesn't talk a lot and he's not leading with uh, with his play, is he doing a good job right now as we speak as a leader when the Canadians need uh, some leadership? If you look at Carey Price, his last four starts, he has a record of one and three. His goals against average is uh, over uh, over three goals, and he has an 8.75 save percentage. Those aren't good numbers. So I think, I, and we're going to talk about Michel Terry in our next uh, segment as well, because like I said, uh, he, Michel Terry does deserve uh, blame as well for the Canadians and their recent performance as well. But we should stop giving 100% of the blame to Michel Terry and look at players like uh, with Carey Price and Shea Weber. Look at what Max Pacioretty did against Arizona. Look how good he played. He was the best player on the ice uh, for for both teams combined, and and look what he did. He led the Canadians to to a victory. And the way that Carey Price played on Thursday, if the Canadians, if the goalies would have been switched around, I think this game could have been a blowout in favor of the Canadians. So for for those reasons, this week I'm naming Carey Price and Shea Weber's as my losers of the week. Rick, the floor is yours. All right. Okay, I just, you know all that love that I had early? I, I just lost that love and feeling completely. Just going to advise the people in the booth that we're going to go over this segment because I have a couple things to say. Let's, let's, let's look at, you, you mentioned the, the game on uh, Thursday night against the Coyotes. Uh, early goal by Pacioretty, then the follow-up by, by Markov. Canadians in control, 2-0, into the second period. What turned that game? Oh, must have been, given the criticism, must have been an enormous gaffe by Carey Price. Oh, my God. No. 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 Turned the game. What turned the momentum? What caused the three goals in 221 or whatever it was by the Coyotes? It was a stupid penalty by Andrew Shaw. Again, it was a stupid penalty in the offense, an offensive zone hook on Ekman Larson by Andrew Shaw. Then, stupid penalty number two by, oh, the God, Philip Deneau, everyone who's singing his praises. This season. What an awful penalty by Philip Deneau. What happens? Dvorak scores on the power play. 15 seconds later, Byron's trip on Kraus. Then the Domi goal. Where was every Price was all alone. 
He made the first save. He made the second save. The people are hammering, hammering away. Where was the team? Oh, it's Carey Price's fault. Right. Then Goligoski gets the shorthanded goal. Three goals. Essentially started the momentum flipped on stupid penalties. But you're going to blame Carey Price on that. Then later, there was the miscommunication with Markov. Which the the coach, Michelle Therrien, said, hey, you know, he, he lost the puck on, you're talking about bad goals, he, he, he lost track of the puck on one, miscommunication with Markov on the second. But you're going to blame Carey Price. Let's, last week we looked at, at the regulation losses. Let's update this. Regulation losses in the calendar year 2017. Games. Canadians have lost in those eight games regulation losses they have scored seven goals that's 0.875 goals per game on average they are taking 21 shots per game in those eight games eight regulation losses less than a goal a game 21 shots a game what where's Carey Price to blame in that how would Carey Price uh, have changed the outcome of those games? In those regula- those are the regulation losses in 2017. How, do, how, how does that, how does Carey Price being better improve those games? Now, th- this is nonsense. The, the kinds of things, you know, I've been going from arena to arena to arena. Talked to a lot of NHL scouts. You know what I haven't heard? Not once. What's wrong with Carey Price? Haven't heard that once. You know what I have heard from NHL scouts? What's all this crazy talk in Montreal? What's all this harsh criticism of Carey Price? What's going on? Are fans crazy? Is is the mainstream media going crazy? No, they're looking for... The Tony Marineros and the other idiots of the world are looking for trying to stir controversy, trying to, uh, ratings are so poor, they're trying to grasp for for those uh, low information uh, listeners. The more you listen to to TSN 690, the stupider you get as a Habs fan. I'm convinced of that. And we all know, uh, who's the biggest Yaroslav Halak fan in the world? Tony Marinero has always been. Well, you know what? Yaroslav Halak got a shutout on Friday night. I'm sure, Carrie, I'm sure that Tony was pretty excited about that. Yeah, Yaroslav Halak faced 42 shots, and he got a shutout for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in a goalie battle against Malcolm Subban and the Providence Bruins. So listen, all of those... Uh, those of you who want to criticize Carrie, and I've heard some, I've heard some nonsense. Carrie needs glasses. Carrie needs more sleep because of the baby. Carrie's no better than Jose Theodore. That's nonsense. We should trade uh, Nate Bouillard for, for Mark Andre Fleury because we need a goal tech. Mark Andre Fleury. That's insane. Well, for all of you that are so enamored with, uh, Yaroslav Halak, head down to the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Pack up, leave your Habs jerseys behind, and become fans of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, and you, you'll have all the Yaroslav Halak that you want. 
I, I'm just I'm I'm sick of this this absolute unwarranted criticism of Carey Price and the absolute nonsense that people are trying to outdo themselves in criticizing Carey Price. The reason you, you mentioned the cushion that the Canadians have in the standings. You mentioned it. The Canadians have been playing what 500 for a long, for, for months now. What is the reason that they have a cushion? The reason is Carey Price and the, the start that he had and the, the, the excellent start that he gave the team in October. That's the only reason they're sitting in a comfortable playoff position right now is Carey Price. So get off his back. And now we can go to commercial if you want. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fine. So, so it's, it's clearly that uh, Rick agrees with my nomination for the loser of the week. All right, we're going to take our break. You can let us know also your thoughts via Twitter at Habs360. And in our third segment, we're going to open up our phone lines. Uh, our question of the day that is still to come is, what do you love about the Habs right now? Habs 360 is a way to reach us or on the All Habs Facebook page. But coming up next, we're going to take a look at the coach, Michel Terrier. A lot of heat around him. Is his job on, is he on the hot seat? So stay with us. I'm going to give some love to Rick during the commercial break. Think he needs a hug or something. This is the Habs 360 podcast, net. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, visit the podcast page on allhabs.net or search Habs 360 on iTunes for our archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs 360 on iTunes, and all new episodes will automatically download for you. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net.
All right, welcome back to episode 198 of the Habs 360 podcast for this Saturday, February 11th, uh, 2017. My name is Chris G. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisG1980 along with uh, Rick Stevens, editor-in-chief and uh, owner of uh, the All Habs network of sites. So this was a regular week when it comes to uh, when it comes to Michel Terrier, right? Uh, Fire Terrier was trending on Twitter. Uh, everybody was asking for him to get uh, fired. His decisions were getting uh, critiqued. Uh, for the games that the Canadians lost, it was uh, Michel Therrien's fault. Uh, for the game that he won against the Arizona Coyotes, um, I'll, I'll push a button for Rick again. Carey Price didn't have a great game. The Canadians still managed to win, but no love for Michel Therrien on, uh, for, to get any credit that night. So, that's you know a day a week in the life of Michel Terrier, but there was a couple of extra. Uh, I will, I'm going to put them as unusual events that happened uh, over the last week or so. Canadians went uh, through a four-game losing streak, which uh, didn't happen much for the Canadians. Even last year, it didn't happen that often that they lost four games in a row. And then there was a report on Wednesday that was. Uh, it was started off by Daniel Zubay, the color commentator for the Canadians for 98.5 FM. He travels with uh, the team on, on the road. He reported that uh, he saw Marc Bergevin have a meeting with uh, Max Pacioretty, Carey Price, and uh, Shea Weber at the hotel. And he noted that there was no Michel Therrien in that uh, meeting. So that caused uh, quite the... There's a new cycle, I guess we could call it, here back at home. And the following day, Max Pacioretty was asked about uh, that talk. Well, I talk to Burge uh, every day, so uh, yesterday was no different. Uh, I heard about that. Uh, it was making news back home uh, from from Dom today, and you know it's uh, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's uh, you know. Uh, very far off uh, to speculate as to that being something significant. We talk all the time. It just happens that we had a day off and uh, weren't able to do so at the rink. So uh, it's just something that happens often and, and a part of not just our team, every team. And um, uh, I think that's what makes our team so, uh, you know, uh, everybody's so on the same page is that we have such uh, good lines of communication through the players and management and the coaches. And um, it just so happens that maybe we got caught with uh, one of our meetings. Yeah, so they got caught like Max Pacioretty. And, well, Max Pacioretty is saying that it's not a big deal that that happens uh, every day. But uh, in my personal opinion, it does seem a little bit odd that Michel Terry wasn't part of that discussion. And for one reason, I would think that the general manager and the coach, when they're delivering messages to their, to their leadership team, they want to make sure that everybody should be on the same page. So that's why I found it a little bit odd that Michel Terrier um, wasn't at this meeting. Does it happen every day, like Max Petretti says? Obviously, we don't know. The Only they know if that actually does happen. And also, this was one day after that the Boston Bruins fired their head coach, uh, Claude Julien. And, well all over social media. They wanted Terry Fire to, re- to be replaced by Claude Durier. But one thing we got to remember 
is that Claude Julien, even though he's fired, he's still under contract with the team. So I doubt that the Boston Bruins would give permission to the Canadians to hire Claude Julien, especially during the season. Like so, personally, I don't see Julien coming uh, during the season. During the off season, that could be a uh, a different story. And Warwick, uh, I want I want to know your opinion on not whether he should be because we all know what you what you think uh, should should happen. But do you think that Michel Terrier is on uh, the hot seat right now? Do you think his job is in danger? No, I don't. Um, and and I think that um, if if Bergevin didn't want, if he wanted a secret meeting, it would have been a secret meeting. Um, I, I think this was uh, leaked on purpose. Um, the way it was made into a bigger story than, uh, than perhaps it should have been. You, you heard Max Pacioretty trying to tamp it down a little bit and, and saying, oh, he meet, you know, he talks to Bergevin every day. Well, yeah, but they don't, they don't meet like this uh, every day. Um, I think it's quite normal um, that uh, Bergeron would want to meet with the leaders of the team, and you can speculate all all you wish. You know, call it clearing the air. If you know, if if uh, Bergeron wants to hear from the players or give them an opportunity, if they they want to uh, have anything to say about you know any kind of grievances or or being disgruntled. Um, Maybe he was going there to, to directly give them a message that, um, you know, his plans for the trade deadline, that he wants to bring in some help for them. Um, I think, I, I think it was quite normal. Like I say, clearing the air or, or making sure the lines of communication are open or finding out if they have any, um, anything that they want to say directly to him. Um, and and let's let's also acknowledge that it wasn't Bergevin didn't do this behind the back of Tarion because after he met privately with Weber Price and Pacioretty, uh, then Bergevin went and met privately with Michel Tarion, so um, and probably gave him the, the same opportunity. Um, you know, would would Bergevin have some input? Uh, I I think it was interesting as well that um, afterwards, uh, you know, McCarron and and Carr uh, were recalled from St. John's, and McCarron and Carr were in the in the lineup. Um, Bergevin had some input into that, maybe. Um, you know, it was Deharnay and 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 Flynn and, and Nesteroff that sat. Uh, against the Coyotes, so uh, perhaps, perhaps Bergevin, you know, gave his opinion on on uh, how um, uh, McCarron and Carr could contribute, and they did. They they definitely uh, contributed, um, uh, played well in in uh, the Coyotes game. Um, but I don't I don't think it has anything. I don't see Claude Julien coming in. You got um, Ken Hitchcock sitting on the sidelines. You got. Uh, Gerard Gallant sitting on the sidelines. Um, I don't see the Canadians at this point. I, I think that, you know, um, the opportunity to relieve uh, Tarion was last December. Uh, that was the first opportunity, and he absolutely deserved to be fired for the collapse last December. Um, 
if not in December, then at the end of the season, he deserved to be fired. But Bergevin stood by him then, and I, I, I can't see him, um, you know, backing away from that mid-season, um, and particularly when the, the Canadians are, are leading their division. So um, I, I don't there's, – there's lots of things to criticize um, um, Michelle Therrien about, and his use of Alex Galchenyuk is, is certainly one of them, and pre- even in that game on, on Thursday. But um, I don't I, – I think that at this point, unless there's another uh, terrific collapse, I think that, the, that Bergevin is all in with him and that he'll – go out and do his best to bring in some players that are going to help the team um, come the trade deadline. I think it all depends also on what the mindset is of, uh, of Mark Bergevay. Uh, if like we've heard from the credible people, like the, the insiders uh, where they say that Mark Bergevay, he's all in and he's going out there to win uh, the cup. If, example, the Canadians go on and, let's say, lose the next two games against the Bruins and the St. Louis Blues, well, then I think you might start thinking about it. There's the week, uh, the, the bye week that's coming up five days. So it's a window of opportunity for him if he's going to make a move to do it at uh, that time. And the reason why I think that Michel Therrien is probably on a shorter leash this season is because of last season and that collapse and he'd want to stop it before it gets too bad uh, when, if, before the Canadians uh, collapse like it did uh, last year and well like you said Jeff Molson did support them last season and I'm not sure if Jeff Molson would support a second collapse in a row so if it gets too bad I wouldn't be surprised if uh, either through pressure of Jeff Molson that uh, Michel Therrien maybe gets uh, replaced, but if the Canadians go on and win one or two of these games uh, this weekend, I think uh, Michel Therrien is definitely safe. And when it comes to somebody like uh, Claude Julien, uh, we know the Montreal Canadiens have this requirement where the head coach has to speak French. Uh, we're not here to debate whether that's the uh, a right decision or not, but we know that it is a requirement. When somebody like Claude Julien becomes available, it's definitely something that... Uh, I think the Canadians should at least, you know, keep in mind. So you can let us know via Twitter. What do you think? Do you think uh, whether this meeting or this whole Michel Therrien thing, uh, whether it is a meeting, was it a non-story, or did it mean anything? Let us know via Twitter at uh, Habs360. And right after the break, that's what we're going to do. We're going to hit our uh, our Twitter account at Habs360. We're going to go to the All Habs Facebook page to look at your comments. And we're also going to open the phone lines. You can give us a call now. one 4945 is the uh, toll-free number. We'll talk about anything related to the Montreal Canadiens. Our question of the day is, what do you love about the Canadiens right now, as today is a special Valentine's edition of the episode? Stay with us. This is the Habs 360 podcast, future net. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs360 podcast and Anthony from r2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. 
The contest will run during every Habs home game in the regular season and will give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of R2Canvas.com. Listen to the Habs 360 podcast and follow Habs 360 and Habs Happy on Twitter for more details. And for high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit R2Canvas.com. Good luck. Habs 360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Hans 360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Yeah, I think every team goes through tough stretches. Um, I think it's important that uh, that we uh, continue to uh, to have fun and not uh, not dwell on on things when they're not going well. It's always seemed to be the recipe to get out of funks, and that's what we're going to use. All right, welcome back to episode 198 of the Habs 360 podcast for this Saturday, February 11, 2017. My name is Chris G, along with uh, Rick Stevens. And that was Carey Price following the game against the Colorado Avalanche, where the Canadians lost 4 nothing to the worst team in the league. And things were not looking good for the Canadians at uh, that time. But even with the win against the Arizona Coyotes, I still think the Montreal Canadiens are in the slump. And it's a Valentine's edition of uh, the Habs 360 podcast. And, well, right now it's hard to find something to love when it comes to uh, the Bleu Blanc Rouge. And that's what our question of uh, today's episode is. What do you love about the Canadiens right now? So, Rick, you spread a a lot of love uh, today's episode, so I'll let you go first. What do you love about the Canadians right now? What do I love? What... Yeah. Well, I, I I love that they had a good start and that um, they're in a position to kind of absorb um, some of this uh, this the the, the 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 difficult time that they're going through. I love the fact that uh, uh, Brendan Gallagher. Uh, is coming back and the Canadians will be pretty uh, injury free. Um, I love the fact that um, a couple of the young guys are, are stepping up. Um, I love that uh, Alex, Alexander Radulov um, is uh, 
so enthusiastic about uh, playing the game of hockey and doing so in Montreal. Um, I, I think all of those things are, are uh, very positive. I, I just wish that, that um, you know, that now that all these, everybody's back and, and that, um, you know, the, the Canadians should be just flying on all cylinders that I, I wish that, uh, let me say that I love Kirk Muller and maybe, maybe Kirk Muller can have some effect on, our beloved coach, Michelle Terry, and in turn open his eyes to the fact of his uh, line combinations and his treatment of Alex Galchenyuk and all those kinds of things that, that uh, um, uh, seem to be causing problems right now. Um, let, let, let's, let's stay optimistic. Let's stay optimistic about it. One eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five is the phone number. If you want to join in to our conversation, tell us what you love about the Montreal Canadiens right now. Uh, a couple of things that I love about the Canadiens is that while the Canadiens are still first place in their uh, in the division, and that's without uh, Carey Price being at a hundred percent at his uh, performance, so I think that's definitely uh, positive because you know Carey Price he is going to get better. So imagine. Uh, what kind of success the Canadians will have when uh, he's back at uh, 100% performance. Another thing that I love about the Canadians right now is uh, the captain, Max Pacioretty, uh, since his um, his injury that we didn't know about so since December, he's been, he's been on fire, just dominating. Leading goal scorer in the league since that period or one of the, the top, so that's definitely something to love. And you mentioned Alex Radulov is another good reason, is another good thing to love about the Canadians and the success that he's had with the Bleu Blanc Rouge. And there's many other things that you can love about the Montreal Canadiens. So let's go to our Twitter account and see what uh, our uh, followers and your listeners have suggested. First one comes from Whalerman from Southwest New Brunswick. And while he's very positive. He writes right now very little. Wake me when it's over. So thank you for that. Uh, next tweet comes from Belleville Bill. So Bill Gartner. And I got to tell you, this tweet su- surprises me. He writes that Terry is still their coach. He is doing his best with a bunch of non-achievers, not including Pacioretty, Rajlov, and not replaced. So he loves that. So Props to Michel Terry. I thought I was dreaming when I read that. Uh, next tweet comes from uh, Todd Tomander. He writes, first line has been dominant, but zero secondary scoring. So he definitely loves the first line of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, next tweet comes from Reeves uh, Matheson from uh, Nova Scotia. He writes, the fans. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, what else do we still have on the Twitter? It's uh, that's it. That's all that we had from the Twitter when it comes to that question. Rick, what does it look like on the All Habs Facebook page? You can join the All Habs uh, Facebook page. Just uh, search for All Habs, all one word, All Habs on Facebook, and and you can uh, join in the conversation there. Bruce Sanders says, "What do I love about the Habs right now? Eek." That's a tough one, given the way they've been playing this. Playing. I'll say this. 
they have the best and most recognizable jer- jersey in all of sports in the entire world. And every player who puts it on should be proud to be wearing it, and they should play like they're proud to be wearing it. I think that's a pretty good that's a that's a pretty positive spin, um, and it is uh, one of the one of the great jerseys in all of sports, um, along with the Blackhawks and Red Wings, and uh, they're terrific. Filippo uh, Cardona says, I've been a fan since eight years old. Just the way it's just the way I was brought up. I love my team no matter what, but we need changes, please. It's been a long time for a cup. The coach makes some big moves trade deadline. Oh, sorry. Fire the coach and then make some big moves in the trade <laughs> deadline. So he's on the fire. Tarion Filippo uh, is on the fire. Tarion bandwagon. Uh, been, Jimmy Hutt. That'd be quite something if they'd be able to trade coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jimmy Hudson says, I love the fact they only have a couple more games until they are off for a week. Uh, so he's, he's, uh, it's been painful for Jimmy to watch the games, I guess. Uh, they need to give their heads a shake and start playing like they mean it, even if that means they keep that trash bag of a coach. <laughs> okay. Um, Mindy Gillingham says, well, not much to love right now. They need a superstar center, a natural goal scorer, and they need a new coach. There seems to be a recurring theme here. Scott Robertson says, they seem to be missing something. Jason Boyd says, I love my Habs, but they are doing bad. Uh, Rick Miller says, what do I love? That glorious bastard wearing the C. Oh, so there's some love for Max Pacioretty. Uh, Nick Pereira says Radulov with lots of exclamation marks. He's he loves the way Radulov has been playing. Gus Kelbin says, "Hey, it's a tip, typical February slump. Don't panic." Um, John Jones says, "Look at the bright side. They're better than the Leafs. The Leafs are a pretty good team. Uh, <laughs> they're an up and coming team. Yes, Canadians are ahead, but." Um, Leo Duick says, not much going on right now with, with the Habs. Um, Brian Dubois says, nothing to love. They suck lately. Um, and looking at, uh, do the Habs need a break question, Don Huntington says, they don't need a break right now as much as they need a new coach. So, again, um, on Facebook, you're not going to find, from our Habs fans, you're not going to find a whole lot of love for um, Michelle Terrian. And for that same question, if the Canadians need a break, on the Twitter, Ted McKinney writes, yeah, Canadians need a break from Terry's fumbling and incompetence. <laughs> so there you go. More more hate for the Canadians head, uh, head coach. Uh, we got uh, a tweet in regards to uh, Carey Price, which comes to Christy, sorry, from Christy Ring. Christy writes, I'm seriously thinking Price may need glasses. Two of those goals were questionable. So thank you for the tweet, Christy. In regards to the meeting uh, with uh, Brejervain and uh, Pacioretty, Weber, and Carey Price, uh, Al Ferguson writes, Patch said it was a coincidence and a non-story. So a non-story for Fergie. Skills, a friend of the podcast, writes, every meeting Every meeting means something important to the team, but that doesn't mean it is anything significant to start the rumor mill. So thank you for the tweet skills. 
Jeff Stanzel writes, means a lot that it is the leadership group. Either way, it is trouble and not good. So thank you for the tweet, uh, Jeff. Uh, Gino from uh, Laval. Gino writes, I hope it means Terry is getting Dolores after tonight's game. I uh, wonder who Dolores is. Uh, Muller. Yeah, maybe it's his wife. Michelle and Dolores. Who knows? Uh, Muller coach on Sunday and Julien hiring on Monday morning. If this was meeting just a leadership group, then why was Markov, Gallagher, and Rajlaz the real leader of the team not there? So, so thank you for the tweet, uh, Gino, and hopefully we'll be able to find out who Dolores is sooner than later. Uh, Blaine, a staff member from allhabs.net, writes, it may mean something due to the private meeting with uh, Michel Terrier afterwards, or it could be just... Mark Brezhnev brokering peace in the room. So thank you for the tweet, uh, Blaine. And the last tweet comes from Mike Bolak, who writes, this meeting was not a coincidence. So definitely Mike is expecting that something else uh, happened, is to come following this uh, meeting. Uh, last tweet comes from Nicker. Nicker writes, wonder if they would look at again, or maybe they look at Gerard Gela. So, so thank you for uh, the tweet. And just like I said for Claude uh, Julien, when it comes to Gerard Gela, if the Canadians are looking at him, it won't be during uh, the season. If that happens, it'll be during the uh, the offseason. So thank you very much for everybody for your tweets. Uh, also on Habs360 Twitter account, we posted a poll question on how many points do you think the Canadians will get this weekend in the games versus the Blues and the Boston Bruins? The options were zero or one point, two points, three points, or four points. And well, it was pretty split across the board, but the winner was with 31% four points. So most, I guess, uh, most respondents said Canadians will go with a perfect weekend. And, and Rick, boy, would that be great for momentum if the Canadians manage to get four points heading into the, the break. And also something to keep in mind, uh, like I, when I mentioned the standings at the beginning of the podcast, Canadians have some games, sorry, the other teams had some games in hand over the Canadians. And over this week, those games in hand will probably shrink, if not disappear. So this time next week, when we come back here, the Canadians might be in a tight race for first place. So these two games this weekend are definitely important. Big games and against uh, uh, some tough teams and against teams that uh, have uh, made a coaching change. So um, yeah, this this is a big this is a big big weekend for the Canadians. Listen up! It's time for some bad tweets on Hams three sixty. Well, Rick, when the Montreal Canadiens struggle, they went in a little slump. It's um, a lot of bad tweets appear on uh, on our timelines. And there's, yeah, and plenty there's, to choose yeah, from. Plenty, absolutely plenty absolutely. to choose from this week. Um, uh, I'm, uh, it should be no surprise that I'm going to pick a uh, tweet okay. that is, uh, is addressed uh, at, at, at Carey Price. At Carey Price. Uh, uh, there's plenty to pick from. Plenty to pick from. Um, this one uh, comes from Willette. Willette. Um, 
Burn Prop uh, on Burn Twitter. He says, uh, the day Carey Price goes Price back to goalie school, school, I'll start school, wearing my jersey again. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, you might want to uh, donate that jersey because uh, 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 I don't think Carey Price needs to go back to goalie school. He's going to work hard. He's going to work hard. He's going to work hard. Stefan Wade, but I don't see him going to goalie school unless it's in the summer when he's teaching some some youngsters about the game that they love. They love. So that's our bad tweet of the week. Yeah, and I agree. Like I said, Carey Price is he's struggling uh, right now, but if he can get it back together, I think he can do that without uh, going to goalie school. But uh, definitely, Stephen Waite, uh, when it comes during this uh, this off this off week, he's gonna prepare a plan. I'm sure it's already in place to uh, to help Carey Price, uh, whether it be it's mental and it's head to get more gain more confidence or whatever it is for uh, coming out of the break. And it just could be something like Carey Price having played a lot of hockey. On um, on RDS.ca, Mark Denis posted a, a blog, I believe it was yesterday or before yesterday, who's saying that, you know what, Carey Price, if you take into consideration during the offseason where he worked hard to recover from that injury to get ready for the World Cup and then playing the whole season uh, so far didn't get a break for the All-Star break, it just might be... Uh, some mental fatigue and this break coming up this week might uh, might help him. Let's hope that's the case. It's a week off. It's five days off for the entire team. And, well, hopefully everybody, including Carey Price, will benefit from it and come back uh, stronger on uh, the other side of it. Uh, speaking of uh, coming up for the Canadians, uh, tonight it's against the St. Louis Blues. Al Montoya will be in goal for the Montreal Canadiens. Max Patrick did not practice uh, due to a flu. He'll, he'll be a, a game-time decision. Brendan Gallagher, he was wearing a regular jersey. He was confirmed that he will not be playing against the Blues tonight, but it's possible that he returns against the Boston Bruins on Sunday. And uh, Carey Price has also been confirmed to be the starting goaltender against uh, the Bruins uh, tomorrow night. And then the Canadians have five days off. And then they're back next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern to face the Winnipeg Jets. So what we decided to do, the Montreal Canadiens and the NHL did call us prior to the season, and they asked permission if they could play that game during our regular live broadcast. And, well, we gave them the, uh, the okay. You know, it's Hockey Day in Canada and all, so we don't want to... Uh, we want Canadians to be available coast-to-coast. So we decided that we're going to take a 24-hour... Uh, extra break, and we'll be back on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern for our next episode, so please keep that in mind. Uh, next Sunday, we're back at 2 p.m. Eastern for our next episodes. Rick, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. It was uh, a great uh, show that where we spread the love around. Uh, tonight, uh, just of note, I'll be in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania uh, for the second game of the Ice Caps versus the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And that ends the Ice Caps trip through Pennsylvania. If you're uh, if you're if you got the Canadian uh, game on and you're listening on the radio to the, the Ice Caps. Uh, Rocket Sports uh, is going to be featured in the second intermission. Uh, broadcaster Brian Rogers, Rogers is going to sit down for about, uh, for about 15 uh, minutes with Amy Johnson and I, and we're going to talk I about the Ice Caps, the Canadians, and, and all of our coverage all on HL Report, on all Hubs, and talk about the entire Rocket Sports team. 
So we'll definitely listen to, to that later on uh, uh, today. I want to thank everybody who sent us in their tweet on uh, the Habs360 Twitter account and everybody who left their comments on uh, the All Habs Facebook page. My name is Chris G. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisG1980. You can follow Rick at uh, All Habs. We'll be back again Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Save that on your calendars. Enjoy your week. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net.